Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, we are in a sermon series right now called Road Trip, Choosing the Way of Change. We've talked in previous weeks about how there's something about road trips. There's something about getting out away from home, uh, getting out on the open road. It makes us open to new perspectives. It makes us open to new ideas that can be transformational. And that's one of the reasons that in the Bible, as God is working to change people and as God is working to, to change the world, so often God will call people to go on these transformational road trips. Uh, in this sermon series, we're looking at one of the most influential journey stories in the whole Bible, and that's the Old Testament story of the Exodus. In that story, God takes uh, the ancient Israelites and God changes their status. God changes their uh, identity. God changes their location by giving them this new place to call home. And to bring about all of that change, God leads the Israelites on a road trip. So in this series, we're following along with their journey, and along the way, we're getting some helpful insights about how we can better navigate change in our lives, especially the kinds of changes that God calls us to make. Uh, so before we dive into today's message, uh, let's take a moment to, to pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for uh, th- this time that we have uh, to, to pause and to open ourselves up to hear your voice, God. We pray that in this moment, as we're reflecting on you, as we're reflecting on your calling on us, uh, help us to be comforted in the ways that we need comfort. Uh, Help us to be pushed and and challenged, God, in the ways that we need to be pushed and challenged. Uh, We pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, sometimes we Christians Uh, We can be guilty of a little false advertising as it relates to Jesus. Maybe you've noticed this. If you're not a Christian, you've especially maybe noticed this. Um, Back in May, my family went on a little weekend beach trip, and we were driving down to the coast, and and the road took us through all of these little towns. And as you might expect, there were a lot of churches that we saw in in these little towns. And so we, we spent the trip looking at a lot of church signs. And most of the church signs were not all that creative. Uh, You know, it was just like, come to this church, next right, you know, first Methodist, next left, that kind of thing. Uh, But there was one church that had clearly spent a lot of money on their billboard budget. They had billboards that that stretched for, for what seemed like miles. And all of these billboards actually had just one line. They just said, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. The the implication being that whatever your problem is, Jesus can fix it. If you just follow Jesus, all your problems will be solved, uh, all of your anxieties will go away, all your pain will be healed, you'll you'll just be perfectly happy, these signs seemed to be saying. Uh, and, And there's some truth there, right? I mean, we believe that ultimately, yes, Jesus will heal all of our pain. And and ultimately, yes, Jesus will make all things right. And Jesus will give us abundant life now and eternal life forever. And and all of that is true. Uh, But what's also true is that following Jesus 
doesn't just get us out of hardship in life, all right? Uh, following Jesus is not a guarantee that we won't have struggles, that we won't have suffering. Um, in fact, Scripture is pretty clear that if we're going to follow Jesus, we can expect to face hardships in this life. Jesus is not a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, in fact, many of Jesus' first followers were, were put in jail for following Jesus. Uh, I understand why churches wouldn't want to put that on their billboards, uh, but nevertheless, it's, it's important for us to remember that the truth is that all of us are going to go through seasons of life that we might call wilderness times. Wilderness times, where we're facing hardship or struggle or, or suffering, whether that's personal or professional. It could be medical. It could be financial. It could be physical. It could be emotional. It could take any number of different forms. And maybe some of you are going through a wilderness season like that right now. I bet all of us could name somebody we know who's, who's going through a, a wilderness season right now. And the reason that I, I call those times wilderness seasons is because kind of like being out in the, the wilderness, it can be disorienting to go through something like that. Uh, it's not always clear when we're going through hardship uh, how to get what it is that we need. It's not always clear what's the way forward. It, it can be scary. And when we're going through one of those wilderness seasons, oftentimes there's a whole lot that we don't understand. And that can raise some really hard questions for us, right? Uh, it can raise questions that we don't really think to ask when everything is, is going smoothly. Uh, we can begin to ask, why am I having to go through this? And, and what is the meaning of my struggle? If we're, if we're people of faith, we may begin to, to ask, why would God allow this to happen to me? And is God still here with me? And maybe we begin to doubt at times, was God ever with me? Is there a God at all? Um, those are the kinds of questions that can bubble up when we find ourselves in the wilderness. Well, uh, today, I want us to think about this question. How can we maintain our faith? How can we maintain our faith when we're going through one of those wilderness Seasons. I'm not talking about the kind of faith that says that Jesus will never let anything bad ever happen to you. That, that's not a biblical kind of faith. And if you're in a wilderness season, you, you already know that that's not true anyway. So the real question is, how can we maintain our faith when we're going through something and we're not sure where God is or what God is up to or, or why we're going through it? When we, when we begin to doubt if God is, is with us, how can we maintain our faith in those times so that we can keep trusting in God's promise that despite the struggle, God is with us and God is leading us through? How can we maintain our faith during seasons of wilderness. Well, uh, today we're going to look at a time when the ancient Israelites were in a wilderness season of their own. And uh, just like for, for us, the, the wilderness raised some hard questions for the Israelites. It shook their faith in different ways. We're going to look at their example and, and we're going to learn from them uh, what not to do, but also what to do. Uh, this is so important because life is hard and change and transition is, is hard. And all of us are going to have to go through something uh, that, that's difficult at some point. And so we, we need to know what to do uh, to maintain our faith as we're journeying through that. 
Well, the story picks up here today in Exodus chapter 16, and here's what's going on in the story. You remember the, the Israelites, they had been slaves in Egypt, and then God called Moses to go and to lead the Israelites out of slavery and, and on to freedom, and, uh, and lead them ultimately on to the, the promised land where, where God was going to let them live. Um, well, at this point here in, in chapter 16, when the story picks up today, it's now been about two and a half months since the Israelites left Egypt. Two and a half months is a long time to be on the road. I know some of us start getting antsy on a road trip after two and a half hours. So, so you know, this is, this is a long time. Uh, little did they know, they still had almost 40 years to go on this road trip before they would get to the promised land. Um, they don't know that yet. But already they're feeling like this has been a long trip. And uh, at this point, we're told that uh, I guess they had brought some food supplies with them from Egypt. And after two and a half months, I mean, that's a lot of food to bring. But but here at two and a half months, this is the point at which those food supplies begin to run out. And and here's the kicker for, for all of this. They don't really know why they're in this situation. They don't really know what God is up to. They don't really know why God is leading them. You know, as Minoka talked to us in the sermon last week, God is leading them south when the, the promised land is actually to the like northeast. So, so there's a lot that they don't understand and they begin to, to question and they begin to, to doubt, why is God allowing this? Is God actually here with us? Was God ever here with us at all? And as their hunger starts to grow, these questions become more urgent and more intense. And what happens is that eventually the Israelites begin to lose perspective. They begin to lose perspective. Uh, This is Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 and 3. It says this, the whole Israelite community, they complained against Moses and Aaron in the desert. Moses and Aaron are are their their leaders, so they're they're grumbling. Uh, The Israelites said to them, oh, how we wish that the Lord had just put us to death while we were still back in the land of Egypt. And then watch this. They, they go into this like false nostalgia about how great it was back in Egypt. They say, there in Egypt, we could sit by the pots cooking meat and eating our fill of bread. And instead, you, Moses, you've brought us out into this desert to starve this whole assembly to death. Do you see what's going on here? As the Israelites are getting deep into the wilderness, you know, they've got some legitimate questions. They've got some legitimate doubts about why is this happening and, and what is God up to and, and why isn't God providing the, them with, with some food? Uh, those are legitimate questions. Those are the kinds of questions that we would ask when we're going through a, a hard time. And, and scripture is clear. It's okay to ask those kinds of questions. And it's okay to wish God would provide something that we feel like God is not providing. That's okay. It's also okay to get mad at God sometimes. All of that is fine. The problem for the Israelites here is that in their confusion about all this and in their anger about all of this, they start to lose perspective on all that God has done for them and all that God is continuing to do for them even in this moment. And that's why in this scene, we hear the Israelites reminisce about how great it was back in Egypt. And they, they kind of romanticize it. I mean, essentially they say, yeah, I mean, back in Egypt, we had to work a little nine to five, right? But we had days off and, and on our days off, we could just sit around, we could eat whatever we wanted. It was like an all you could eat buffet back in, in Egypt. 
The thing is, that is just not true, right? They're, they're completely misremembering their past. Uh, uh, remember back in Egypt, they were slaves. It was just backbreaking labor all the time. They didn't really have days off. That's not true. Uh, and they didn't have all the food that they could eat. They had to live off of whatever rations the Egyptians w- would allow them to have. But, but out here in the wilderness, in the face of all these questions, that they've started to lose perspective on the ways that God has provided for them. I mean, just remember that by this point in their journey, God has already freed them from slavery. God has parted the entire Red Sea so that they could escape safely from the Egyptians who were, who were coming after them. Uh, Not long before this story today, uh, the Israelites on their journey had started to get thirsty. And so God had led them to this oasis in in the wilderness. And and when they got there, they started to drink the water and they decided, "Mm, this water doesn't taste great. You know, it's, it's just not really up to our standard. And instead of telling them to just suck it up, God miraculously changes the taste of the water so that the Israelites will be satisfied and and will drink it. Uh, And then here in in this passage for today, that the people are complaining that they're hungry. And even though they've already grown resentful of God and they've already lost perspective on all that God has already done for them, still God provides for them here. Uh, In this story that we read today, we see God start sending the Israelites this daily bread, uh, this bread that they call manna. The the word manna literally means, what is it? They didn't know what to call this stuff, so they just called it manna. It's this this bread that God rains down from heaven every day to, to provide for their needs. And God didn't make this bread super hard to find. You know, they didn't have to go out and farm the wheat and grind it and make bread that way. I mean, this stuff just shows up like right outside their tents every morning and, and not only that but apparently it tasted pretty good we're told that manna tastes like honey and they would use olive oil and they would fry it up into these little honey cakes which was, sounds pretty good uh, to, to me my, my point with all of this is that over and over and over again God has been showing them that even though they're out in the wilderness Even though their situation is hard and it's not what they want, God has been showing them that that God is still here. And God is saying, hey, Israelites, I'm with you. I mean, just look at the ways that I'm still providing for you. And I'm going to lead you through. Now, here's what I think all of this means uh, for you and for me. When we're in the wilderness, when we're suffering, when we're struggling for, for whatever reason, that is going to raise hard questions for us. And that is going to, to challenge our faith. And that is normal, and that is okay. But if we're going to maintain our faith in the wilderness, if we're going to keep trusting that God is with us and God is going to lead us through then one thing we absolutely must do is we must avoid losing perspective like the Israelites do here. And and that means that we've got to be really intentional. We've got to be really intentional about remembering all that God has already done for us. And we've got to be intentional about paying attention to what God is doing for us in the here and now, even when the here and now feels pretty rough. Uh, You know, when we're in a wilderness time, uh, of course, what we really want is a way out. What we really want is a solution to whatever our problem is. But when we can't see a solution, we can still look 
for sustenance. I'm going to say that again. That's so important. When we can't see a solution, we can still look for sustenance. We, we, we can look at how has God sustained me up to this point and how is God continuing to sustain me in the present. Even if, not, even if God is not giving me exactly what I want in the present, how is God still sustaining me here? And if we can stay mindful of that, then we won't lose our perspective. We won't forget God's presence with us and God's commitment to us. We won't miss all of those signs of God's love and care. And that's going to help us to maintain our faith that, that God will lead us through. So, so let's make this uh, really practical here. You know, since, since we know, unfortunately, wilderness seasons are unavoidable. We're all going to have them. Uh, we, we need some rhythms. We need some routines in our lives that are going to help us and, and kind of force us to pay attention to all that God has done and all that God is doing in our midst. You know, if you don't have these routines in your life, like already built in, then when the going gets tough, when you begin to struggle in some kind of a way, it's going to be really easy to lose perspective. And once you lose perspective, it's, it's really easy to begin losing your faith. And it, it's so avoidable. And so I want to challenge you this morning to think about what are those rhythms? What are those routines that you've got in your life that keep pointing you back to what God has done for you and what God is doing for you? Um, you know, some of those rhythms are things that you can do on your own, of course, you know, uh, taking time to, to pray on a daily basis or uh, reading scripture, personal devotion, that kind of thing. But, but here's what I know about you, and I also know it about myself as well, and it's that we can't do this completely on our own. Life, life is just too hard to, to do this all on our own. And that's one of the great benefits of the church. Uh, this is one of the reasons that God invented the, the church. And when we make church a part of our lives, uh, it, it helps us to, to remember the ways that God is moving in our midst. Um, I know some of you are a bit reluctant to, to get involved with the church, and, and I totally understand that. And if I had had your experience um, of church, I'm sure I would feel the, the exact same way. But at its best, and when we do it right, a church is a community that keeps pointing us back to what God has done and what God continues to do. You know, when you come to worship each week or you tune in to, to worship online each week like this, we're going to lead you through songs. Uh, we're going to lead you in prayer. Uh, we're going to read scripture together. We're going to talk about what scripture means for our lives together. And, and in all those ways, we have the opportunity to, to remember what God has done and what God is doing. I mean, every week when we worship, it's a chance to celebrate that whatever we've been through, God has led us on through yet another week, and that's worth celebrating. And as you keep coming to church, and those of you that have been around here for a while, you, you know this, but as you keep coming to church and you start developing friendships here, you're going to start getting these real-life people that are part of your life who can also remind you of what God has done and what God is doing. If you join a small group, if you sign up to serve on one of our volunteer worship teams, if you serve in the mission projects that we do, if, if you give financially on a regular basis, all of those are like routines and, and rhythms that you can build into your life to make sure that you don't lose perspective 
on how far God has brought you, on all that God has done for you, in the ways that even now God is still nourishing you, even now. Now, I want us to imagine uh, for a a second. Uh, Let's imagine that along their journey that the Israelites had never really regained perspective. If they'd never regained uh, that their perspective on uh, how much God loves them, how much God has done for them, how, how deeply God is committed to them. If they had never regained that perspective, you know what would have happened? They, they would have turned themselves around and they would have marched all the way back to Egypt and they would have voluntarily entered back into slavery because they would have thought mistakenly that journeying through the wilderness with God is worse than being slaves in Egypt. And as a result, they never would have made it to the promised land, that they never would have seen all that God had in store for them on the other side. Uh, The same is true for us. We don't have to lose our faith in the wilderness. If we can stay mindful of what God has done, mindful of what God is doing, we can find gratitude. Uh, We can find trust, even in the most difficult of circumstances. And we can maintain our faith in the promise that God is with us and God is leading us to the other side. Let me pray for us. A loving God, a God of all of our mountains, God of all of our valleys. Uh, we, we pray especially this morning, Lord, for those who feel like they're in a wilderness. It could be financial, it could be physical, medical, uh, it could be career-related, Lord, uh, that there's, there's so many ways that we can find ourselves in the, the wilderness, and, and we know that you know that. And, and so we, we pray for those who are in that place, God, that they would know the comfort of your presence, that they would know the power of your love, that they would know your deep commitment to, to leading them through whatever it is they're going through, God. Uh, We pray that for all of us, you would help us to to keep perspective on the ways that you've sustained us in our journey to this point. Uh, Help us to keep perspective on all that you're doing for us in the here and now, uh, even if our circumstances aren't exactly what we'd like them to be. Lord. Uh, We trust in you. Uh, We trust that you have wonderful things in store for us as we continue to journey with you. And so we thank you for your love, your grace, your provision in our lives, God. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. You consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.